All right, folks, as we draw near to another critical election, it's not only about casting your vote, it's about elevating your voice, making your voice be heard. AMAC is more than just a senior discount organization. They unite like-minded patriots like you and I, committed to preserving our cherished values and actively opposing the leftist agenda that's sweeping across America. Just look at their recent victories. AMAC members helped to push forward an investigation into practices that inflate drug prices. They successfully defeated ranked choice voting in order to protect traditional voting methods, and they've also helped block a federal takeover of elections. As AMAC's membership grows, Washington is listening. Every new member strengthens this movement. If you love America, visit AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Just News to become a four-year member for just $30. That's a great discount. AMAC is not only better for America, it's better for you. Membership gives you access to the AMAC magazine, free Social Security and Medicare guidance, money-saving discounts, trusted news, sweepstakes, and so much more. It's a community, not a service. Take advantage of our election year sale, four years for just $30 at AMAC. By joining over 2 million Americans, they can't ignore your voice in Washington anymore. Join now at AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Just News. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S forward slash Just News. America and happy Friday. What a Friday it's been. I know it's the Friday before Labor Day. It's supposed to be quiet. If you looked out in the street in Washington, D.C., so oh, there's nobody here. It's a ghost town. But lots of lots and lots of news. Let's start with what happened late last night. President Joe Biden gave a speech in Philadelphia and behind an oddly red background with two Marines as his frame, as his props, so to speak. Not that I ever consider a Marine a prop. Marine are, are the most courageous the men and women fighters I know of. But they were used as political props for a very partisan speech in which the president spent the entire speech trying to make the case that President Trump's form of republicanism, his form of conservatism, the Make America Great movement, was a threat to the United States, threat to democracy, threat to the well-being of Americans. He had two Marines sitting there for that partisan speech. A lot of people today are having heartburn knowing that those Marines were used for a partisan exercise. It would be one thing if it was a military speech. You almost never see Marines used by a president in a speech setting, particularly a speech setting that sounded more like a campaign stump speech than any policy speech a president would give. The fallout from that is large. The White House was forced to explain, I'm not making this up, but the White House press secretary Corinne Jean-Pierre said the president did it to show respect to the military, but a lot of the military people I'm talking to today said it was the most disrespectful thing to do, to criticize more than half of the nation or a good part of half of the nation and have the Marines sitting there as though they were affirming what the president said. Not a good optic, according to those in the military. So that's the first thing that happened. Then we woke up a little bit later, got good day going, fallout from the speech still rolling. And then we learned that the Justice Department wanted to give the court that is considering the special master request in the Trump raid a better list, a more complete list of what it found at the former president's home in Mar-a-Lago during the search warrant execution. And what we find out is they they took a piece of clothing. They took empty folders. They took news articles, not just top secret or secret things that were photographs, a very large list of materials that were gathered. And I think that when you take a look at that, there is going to be what Kevin Brock was telling us a week or so ago. This seemed to be an overly broad search that vacuumed up stuff on a regular basis 
that weren't in the list, weren't covered by the description. And by the way, the description was broad. Any presidential document created in the entire presidency of President Trump, an odd, oddly wide list. And yet, even despite being that broad, there were items that clearly weren't on the list. The passports being one of them, the clothing being one of them. A lot of people talking about it. So we have the perfect way to start today. We're going to jump right into that FBI search with one of the president's lawyers, Alina Habaz here. In just a second, she's going to join us. We're going to get her reaction to what was revealed in court, what's going on, and then what are the next steps? What are the next steps for the president in his legal challenge to what's been going on between him and the Biden Justice Department? That's going to be a great conversation. Then we'll take a quick commercial break. We're going to come back. I'm going to take one of the interviews we did a couple days ago on the TV show. It's really important. We keep talking about election integrity. Last night, an amazing story by my colleague, Natalia Middlestat, the Virginia Attorney General has announced that he has ongoing criminal investigations of conduct in Virginia during the 2020 election. You heard me right. The Virginia Attorney General is saying that he's investigating possible crimes during the election 19, almost 20 months ago. Uh, That's a big story. Well, in Wisconsin, they're still fighting over getting the rules right in 2022. So the Supreme Court said no drop boxes, right? The Supreme Court said you can't call yourself permanently confined just because you're afraid of COVID. You have to have a real disability. All right, so those are two tactics that were unlawfully unleashed in 2020. They're not supposed to happen now, although some of the blue parts of Wisconsin have been saying, I don't know if we're going to comply. Well, now they're getting forced to comply. But now we find out that the Wisconsin Election Commission, which, by the way, is an unelected group of bureaucrats, permanent election bureaucracy in Wisconsin, by the way, created by Republicans. When Republicans tell you they don't like creating bureaucrats, they do themselves as well. They created Homeland Security Department. That was George W. Bush's. This Wisconsin Election Commission was a Scott Walker idea. So it seems like even Republicans create bureaucracy that they later come back to loathe. It's why our founding fathers were so distrustful of a large central government. But the Wisconsin Election Commission is saying, you know what? We're going to give permission to county clerks who take a ballot. If a ballot comes in, particularly an absentee ballot, and it's mistakenly filled out, they can correct it. They can do what a thing called cure it, cure it, fix it. Well, the Wisconsin legislature... They haven't given permission for that. This is something that the bureaucrats have made up. Well, some of those lawmakers are going out to sue, and we have one of them to join us for the second half of the show. Assemblywoman Janelle Branchin from the state of Wisconsin. She has been, she's a Republican from the Waukesha area, the area where that horrible Christmas tragedy occurred last November, December. She is going to join us. She's been a champion of all things common sense election integrity. She's not trying to hijack elections. She's not trying to make up crazy conspiracy theories. But she believed that when the Wisconsin Supreme Court says something, election clerks should follow it. And she doesn't believe election clerks should make up laws if the Wisconsin legislature hasn't approved them. And you're going to hear from her after that. Wisconsin election integrity, election integrity across the state, Virginia, Wisconsin, Arizona. You're seeing so many cases still prop up and crop up. We're going to get into the bottom of that real quickly. All right. So two great guests back to back. We're going to start off with Alina Habab, one of President Trump's lawyers, right after this commercial break. Then Assemblywoman Janelle Branchin, one of the champions of election integrity in the great state of Wisconsin, where I spent eight long years. I loved it there. All right. We'll have both of them right after this commercial break. Folks, if you owe back taxes, fair warning, you're not going to like this. The IRS is mailing millions of pay up letters. Millions, I say. 
Then it's up to the 20,000 new IRS enforcement agents to find you. Why the IRS targets you and not millionaires? Well, because millionaires have tax lawyers. You don't, you'll pay up. Plus interest and penalties. You need Tax Network USA and you need them now. Tax Network USA has brilliant war room strategies to solve your IRS problems quickly and in your favor. Like a preferred direct line to the IRS. They know which agents to deal with and who to avoid. It's not all bad news for you because Tax Network USA learned of a special limited time IRS offer. They're willing to waive $1 billion in penalties if you qualify. So schedule your free confidential consultation to see if you qualify for this limited time IRS penalty canceling offer. To do so, call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000. Or visit tnusa.com slash justnews. That's tnusa.com slash justnews. Hey, folks, if you're a homeowner and you're like me, you want to protect your home, right? But when's the last time you checked on the title to your home? If you never have, listen to this. A new report on homeowners shows we all now have $16 trillion in equity. That's an all-time high in America. That's why you need protection from a scam the FBI calls house stealing. That's when the equity in all of our homes is the target, sadly, of scammers. If nobody's watching the title to your home, these scammers can transfer your title to their name, take out loans, and your equity could be gone. Poof, gone. You have to protect your equity from this despicable crime right now with triple lock protection from my good friends at HomeTitleLock.com. The first step is to check on your home's title to see if it's still in your name. Sign up with your address at HomeTitleLock.com and be sure to use the promo code JUSTNEWS. They're going to send you a complete title scan of your home's title in your first 30 days of triple lock home title protection. That's legendary protection, by the way. It's free. HomeTitleLock.com. Use the promo code JUSTNEWS. One more time. Go to HomeTitleLock.com today and protect your most important asset, the equity in your home. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. As we mentioned at the top of the show, the government today came back and provided a list of a more detailed list of what they seized from former President Donald Trump's home in Mar-a-Lago nearly a month ago. A lot of overcollection. We thought we'd get one of President Trump's lawyers here to give us a firsthand account of their reaction. Joining us right now is attorney Alina Habah. Alina, great to have you on the show. Hey, John, thanks for having me. Your top line after getting to see this latest filing and, uh, you know, you got newspaper articles, you got clothing. Seems like the FBI was sweeping up a lot of stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yes, sweeping up a lot of stuff. That's very acute and accurate. I think um, that's that's the truth. Uh, you, you know, here's the problem. A, I don't have firsthand knowledge. Um, that's the first thing. B, I think that there are so many reasons that I've said this um, to several people today. You know, there's, we don't know fully what was going on between the attorney that was handling this with NARA. They had already sent back documents. So I've seen a lot about um, folders and things like that. We don't know whether they had sent back the documents that were in the folders. And those are the answers that they need to have with the DOJ and, and go through everything one by one. I am happy that we have some clarity. But again, um, you know, it's it's confusing after the fact, which is why we need the special master in place. Yeah. And it seems to me that this list may actually build the case or even be more convincing to the judge because you just see things that, you know, are not part of the dispute. A piece of clothing. I don't know. Newspaper articles. There just seems to be things. And we know the passports previously. The government confirmed that previously. What is the next step for you guys? You're, hopefully we'll get a ruling soon on the special master. It seems to me the next thing you might look at would be challenging just the lawfulness of the search. And it, it, 
Yeah, it's a Rule 41 uh, motion, I believe, is what they're planning on doing next. And that would challenge legitimacy based on Fourth Amendment violations that we perceive from the warrant. Um, overly broad uh, for the non-attorneys listening in, um, you know, the overly broad warrant that didn't have specification. And then that would invalidate the warrant itself if they find that it is overly broad uh, procedurally. So I believe that would be the next step now that we have a little bit more information. Yeah. And as you look at this, I mean, you, you know how the court system works. It seems like they skipped a really big step when they went all the way to the search. They had this grand jury subpoena, which they've now put out into the public. There was productions made under that. It seemed to me that going back and enforcing the subpoena might have been a more natural step the way lawyers work before you go and do the heavy headed. Ray, do you have any sense why they skipped an enforcement procedure and asked, hey, we don't think you gave us everything. We want to reinforce the subpoena. No, I, I, I'm not sure why they would do that. Uh, um, you know, my gut tells me a little bit of optics um, in terms of politics, which is unfortunate if that is the case. Um, you know, as we've said, June 3rd, they were there. June 8th, they were communicating. And then we heard nothing. Um, and the attorneys then were told the morning that the raid happened. So there was this two-month gap, like you said. And you know, I've been practicing law for over a decade, and I'm sure you're aware, you don't usually have a gap and then a raid. And, and something with NARA, we've never seen anything like this before, right? It's Presidential Records Act. It's kind of a heavy hand, not kind of, it is a heavy hand uh, for something as mundane as, as, and I use the word mundane, which I, got, I get ripped apart for, but to come in on a negotiation, which unfortunately it really is. That's what it's was just going a on. Negotiation, yeah. And they said, "How could she call it mundane? It's the Espionage Act." Well, but it was a negotiation about what they wanted, what was personal, what was going into the archives, what goes into his presidential library. That is mundane. That is a very simple um, negotiation that happens with every single president. This is not n novel. You know, it's only novel because it's Donald Trump and he had he got a raid. You know, that's that's the only thing novel about this. So I think they're going to procedurally do. We have really great attorneys handling this. They've been handling it. And as, as long as all of our understanding is that there was a, a tremendous amount of compliance and back and forth. Um, and then all of a sudden there was a raid. So, my, you know, your guess is as good as mine. I, I truly don't have any additional information. And I don't even think the attorneys handling it do. You're as surprised as I was. It seems to be that's the case. I want to ask just one last thing, because we know at the beginning of the process, President Biden, through his White House counsel, authorized the National Archives to give the documents to the FBI, facilitate the start of the investigation. The grand jury starts right after that, according to their own records. That's nothing in secret. This is out in public. You see President Biden last night, the man who starts this process in April and May, waiving the privilege as well, giving a speech saying that Trumpism, MAGA is a threat to our nation. The political nature of last night, does that shine backward on maybe some of his motive for encouraging NARA to go the criminal route? I'll tell you what, that was the most frightening thing I've ever seen with the red backdrop and the, you know, the military. I don't understand. Become okay to target your opponent and that's just un-American to me. So I, I don't know. And the fact that he outright said it is un-American to me it was scary. You know, that was, that was a frightening case. So if, I, if I'm a Trump supporter, should I be afraid that I'm a domestic terrorist? That's effectively what he said. Right. And that's what I've been getting. You should see the threats I get. I, it's, it's, it's insane. You know, for what I'm not even on the case, but I, I am, somebody who supports Donald Trump. I support the Republican Party. I also feel that 
there is wrongdoing on both, you know, on, on the on the politicization of the FBI and the DOJ. And that's uh, that's a American concern. That's not a MAGA concern. That's an American concern. That's based on our Constitution. Um, so what I what I saw last night, John, as I'm sure for you, was incredibly disturbing, quite honestly. I mean, talk about somebody being divisive. That was that was frightening. Also using the Marines as props. We just don't use our military service. It was just so shocking to see that. And I don't know who staged it, but I think the fallout today, I mean, a lot of the mainstream media are even a little upset about it, which is an unusual moment in traditional media. I believe it was Washington Post. It was. Mistake, but I saw there was a, on Twitter, they were making comments. I think so the more we can get behind being American, not Republican and not Democrat, the better we will all be. You yeah. know, it, it just truly my my perspective is that it doesn't matter if you're Democrat or Republican. It shouldn't matter. We should have justice. We should have fairness. We should have law um, and order. And this divisiveness in our country has got to stop or we're going to lose our country. You know, it's not it's not for one side or the other. Last night was frightening. The things people are saying to me, like, you know, why are you doing Why are you his attorney? That's that's sad. That's ridiculous. You know, if this is he, Donald Trump is truly not a bad person. He's a great person. He was a great president. And even if you don't think so, we should not be going to this level of divisiveness. It's just un-American. Yeah, it's unhealthy. It's un-American. And, you know, I, I met a, a World War II vet in the Trump Hotel about a year ago, year and a half ago, and he came up to me, but could barely stand. He was in his mid-90s, and he said, I didn't fight, and I didn't watch all my brothers give their bloodshed so that we could have an us-and-them America. And I think of those words almost every day now as I watch what plays out. Such an amazing thing. Well, Alina, it is such an honor to have you on. Thank you for giving us a quick update. We're going to go into the week and a lot smarter now. Yeah. Thanks, John. Thanks for all you do. Thank you, Alita. Have a great rest of the uh, day. Yeah, you too. All right, folks, we'll take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back after these messages. You know what, folks? Stress may be why you can't lose weight. If you've got moderate to high stress like I do, a doctor-formulated weight loss supplement called Lean could be your solution. Chronic stress wreaks havoc on blood sugar, which can cause your body to store excess fat. Stress can also slow your metabolism, which fuels weight gain. And you know all about stress eating and sugar cravings, right? Now the good news. The studied ingredients in Lean have been shown to help maintain healthy blood sugar levels, help optimize metabolism, and keep your appetite under control. Now, if your life is a bit stressful like mine and you want to lose weight, add Lean to your healthy diet and exercise lifestyle. Now get 15% off and free shipping at takelean.com. That's takelean.com and enter the promo code justnews15. That's the promo code justnews15 at takelean.com. One more time, takelean.com. Statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease, and it's not a substitute or alternative for care from a healthcare provider. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. 
Wisconsin has been a battleground for election integrity. Republicans have done a lot to try to tighten up the rules and the problems that were exposed in the 2020 election. But for some reason, the permanent bureaucracy, the permanent election regulatory bureaucracy in Wisconsin keeps trying to push things backwards. First, we had the Supreme Court say it was unlawful for people to skip voter ID just by saying they wanted to stay home during the COVID uh, crisis. Then they said it was illegal to have Ballot boxes, the Supreme Court ruled that was true. Mobile ballot boxes, drop boxes weren't illegal in the law. But cities wouldn't commit to not using them even after the Supreme Court ruled that they were unlawful. Now, efforts to clean the voter rolls have gone backwards. I'm not making this up. Wisconsin election regulators are actually putting inactive voters back on the voter rolls ahead of the 2022 election. Our first guest has been a voice of common sense and reason in this battle over election integrity in Wisconsin. She's state assemblywoman, Janelle Branch. And assemblywoman, great to have you on the show today. Oh, what a privilege to have both of you on the show and talk about our favorite thing of all, right? Election, <laughs> as we're coming up to 2022. Uh, you use the word mind-boggling, and I said, boy, that was like the best description of what happened in Wisconsin. How can it be that you cleaned the rolls and now somebody wants to dirty them back up with inactive voters? Well, not only would they be inactive voters, but if they declared themselves indefinitely confined, they're going to be able to be added back onto the rolls as well. This is a lawsuit that's been going on since 2000, and I believe, 19. And so these voters, 2019 now to 2022, have not voted at all. And the thing that we're referring to when we say mind boggling in the state of Wisconsin, if you just show up with your ID on election day, you can vote. So as far as being on or not on these rolls doesn't matter if you have your ID and if you don't have an ID, the state of Wisconsin provides one for you. So, you know, just showing up with some identification allows you to vote on election day either a state free issued ID or your driver's license or a couple other items. So to act as if people would be disenfranchised and not able to vote in a state that has same day voting and same day registration is just, it's silly. Yeah. yeah. And, and Congress, yeah. And Congresswoman, it, it's expensive to clean up voter rolls. It's hard. It's arduous. It takes a long time. And I think for a lot of our viewers, when they hear that, that there are people out there who want those names who haven't voted in a long time, people who were removed from the list to make it cleaner, put back on the list, their first inclination is, it sounds like they want to cheat. But I want to play devil's advocate here. Is, is there any other conceivable reason that they would want these people added back to the rolls? Well, like I said, so on election day, if you just show up with your driver's license or your free ID or a couple other items, you can vote. And remember, even if you didn't have those items, you could get a provisional ballot and come back with them either later that day or the next day to have your ballot counted as well. I mean, the state of Wisconsin has worked really hard to make sure that people get to vote on election day. Uh, we're one of, you know, what are there, 18 states that allow, uh, allow you to vote on election day. So it, it being on the list or not on the list doesn't stop you from being able to vote as long as you can prove who you are, which you have to have an ID to vote in the state of Wisconsin. Uh, what could the bureaucrats' motives be in doing this? I mean, have they given any explanation why they want to go backwards? I mean, it's sort of like running backwards when progress has been made. Do they have any plausible explanation for what their intention is? 
Like I said, um, the thing that I think stuck out the most to me was the fact that if you were marked yourself indefinitely confined, now you can be added to this list. The original list was about 260,000 voters. It's been pared down over the years to now 31,000 odd voters that are going to be added back. And this was a lawsuit brought by the League of Women Voters, who's now gone through the process because there weren't enough votes in the election commission, this meant that they're going to go back to a previous ruling. And so here we are in Wisconsin adding voters that really haven't been part of the election process since 2019, that if they decide to show up uh, in November, all they need to do is show their ID and they have the ability to vote. So I don't know how you can talk about voter suppression when we are one of a handful of states that show up with your ID or your state-issued ID or a couple other items, you get to vote. Yeah, it seems so simple. Yeah. And, and <laughs> Assemblywoman, I know when people talk about suppression of vote, oftentimes something that joins the conversation is drop boxes. And we had Eric Cardall on the show last week with Thomas Moore Society uh, on to talk about that subject specifically. What's the state of those ballot drop boxes in Wisconsin? The ballot drop boxes are illegal in the state, as well as being able to appear with multiple ballots. Um, we've had that issue as well, that people have a handful of ballots that they were dropping off, and we consider that ballot harvesting. Both of that was addressed by the Wisconsin, uh, the um, Supreme Court, Wisconsin Supreme Court. So both of those things have been put to bed. But as you had Eric Hardell come forward, his issue is also from the Thomas More Society, which has been a gift to the state of Wisconsin, undoubtedly, is the fact that we are now in a situation where people who've been adjudicated, um, their families have made the determine that they are no longer able to met mentally have the ability through Alzheimer's or some sort of defect and aging, or they no longer, have, the courts no longer recognize them as able to vote, and they have not been removed from our voter list. So here we have a group of folks that haven't voted in years, and by statute are given a postcard and supposed to be moved off our voter list. We have, by statute, people who've been adjudicated, declared incompetent, and they should be being removed, and they're not. So you know, you, I guess you just have to figure out what direction you want to go in Wisconsin and then go the opposite way. Uh, <laughs> this, it really is amazing to watch. Now, the Constitution is really clear. It doesn't give the League of Women Voters. It doesn't give the unelected bureaucrats of the Wisconsin Election Commission authority to set the rules. It gives your body, the legislature, the right to do this with this change on the voter rolls, is there any talk among legislators to go to court and say, listen, we're the rightful rule setters here. We don't want the bureaucrats doing this. Could we see litigation ahead of the election to try to resolve this issue? Well, it's interesting you should say that. I'm, I'm not sure about this, but as we did have clerks in the state of Wisconsin, um, the legislature did meet and say no clerks do not have the ability to cure ballots. And WEC turned around the next day and told clerks they could. So, yes, we went to court on that uh, just recently, about a week ago, that saying that no clerks cannot cure ballots uh, at, at, during the election process and certainly not change the rules mid-game. So that one is in court. And we do also have some um, – I, I wouldn't be surprised if there is more coming in the state of Wisconsin, which – 
is ridiculous, right? We, we have an election coming. The game, the rules for how elections should be carried out should not be changing weeks before the election. Yeah, there's no doubt. Um, it doesn't give and, and, <laughs> Right. Yeah, and we're, we're not weeks before the election just yet, but we are months before. And I know it feels like we are running low on time on the clock with respect to things that can be remedied before the midterm elections. But as far as just a, a call to action for folks who live in Wisconsin, who you want to call their representatives, call their assembly members, um, what is there anything that can be done in the time remaining leading up to midterms that you think would be helpful to fortify the election? Well, we do have ballots going out in about four weeks. I mean, uh, the the early ballots will be going out for individuals at the end of August here. So things are, from my standpoint, are just a matter of weeks away before the election starts. But being there for the two weeks during early voting, having observers, making sure that um, we have the same the same process in Rhinelander and Milwaukee and Madison. It means that we have to have individuals in in the process of poll workers, observers, special voting deputies, all of these roles to make sure that there's still time to you to be part of the process, not just to vote on election day, but to make sure that you are part of this great plan that we have fair elections in the state of Wisconsin. There's still time. Reach out to your party and be part of it. Because at the end of the day, Republicans, Democrats, independents, we all want the same thing. Fair elections. This is that is good advice. I know the great people of Wisconsin are deeply appreciative of Assemblywoman Brenton's great efforts to keep the state on the straight and narrow when it comes to elections. Folks, don't go anywhere. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery Starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs. Now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. All right, folks, welcome back for the commercial break. So glad you could join us today. Uh, big thanks to Lynn Haba for joining us on a busy Friday. I know she's running around with all of the different legal issues surrounding the president, President Trump. She was gracious enough to spend some of her time. I think we got some great news out of that. And of course, Assemblywoman Janelle Branch. And you get a sense of the common sense approach. She just wants to make voting easy and cheating hard. That's all she wants to do. And it seems like the bureaucracy in Wisconsin has other intentions, but she's a determined one. You can see that. You can see she's intent on exercising the power the Constitution gave Wisconsin legislators to dictate terms of election. And I think you get a sense that Wisconsin's in good hands with people like that. All right, folks, that wraps up 
The Friday edition of John Solomon Reports. Thank you for listening. Quick note, we've got a three-day weekend, but we got three days of podcast for you. We're not going to let you down. we got you covered seven days a week. Tomorrow, Saturday, Andy Biggs, a great congressman from Arizona, going to talk about the border, talk about the uh, FBI whistleblower, so much more. And then Brandon Judd, the president of the Border Patrol Agents Union, He is hopping mad about President Biden. Doesn't like the lies about the border being closed when it isn't. Doesn't like the lies from the press secretary saying no one's walking across the border when you and I can watch a television set and see people walking across the border. We're going to hear from him. He has a lot to say. One of the things he's going to reveal, and I think he should get ready for some very important revelation. More than 800 migrants have died crossing the border this year, an all-time record. It could be 900 by the end of this month. It's certainly going to be in the upper eights. It's the largest number ever by a large amount. People are dying because of the way Joe Biden is allowing people to come to the country at the mercy of cartels that might leave you behind in the desert to die, at the mercy of cartels that might rape your daughter or your wife or your young women, at the mercy of horrible weather and human traffickers that put you in the back of a 120 degree van and you swelter to death, or people who make you cross the Rio Grande or other dangerous rivers and their children drown. We just had an amazing story about the drownings in the Rio Grande, how many of them. Brandon Judd's going to bring you up to speed tomorrow, educating, bring your border hat tomorrow. We're going to be talking a lot about the border with Andy Biggs and Brandon Judd. And then on Sunday, Ron Johnson, the senator from Wisconsin. We're going to break some news with that. He's been working with the FBI whistleblowers. Can't wait to see what he has to say. Cash Patel, he has something to say about the raid on President Trump's compound, as well as the documents that he says were declassified. We're going to find out why he thinks they were declassified. And then J. Christian Adam, an outstanding former Justice Department lawyer in the election crimes division. He's going to talk about election integrity. We'll follow up on what we learned from Janelle today with him. Great stuff there. Victoria Coates, a former deputy national security advisor to President Trump, a really smart voice, a really smart voice on all things national security. I I think one of the most cerebral people I've ever had the uh, pleasure of talking to. She's going to talk about Putin, Ukraine, China, and Iran. And then the long, dangerous, hard winter ahead for Eastern Europe. If you think that past winters were bad in Eastern Europe, this one's going to be terrible because of the geopolitical struggle over energy. All those green-leaning European nations did not prepare for this moment. Now they're in a world of hurt. And Victoria Coates is going to bring us up to speed on that. Alfredo Ortiz, my good friend, the head of the Job Creators Network, the Small Business Lobby, here to talk about the state of the economy. And then we're going to introduce you to a mom, someone you've probably never met before. Her name is Shana Chappelle. Her son died as one of the 13 Marines at the gate in Afghanistan a year ago. She's outraged at the lack of respect, the lack of honoring, the lack of recognition that President Biden has given those 13 heroes. Basically, wanted to go drive with Jay Leno on the one-year anniversary of their death rather than acknowledge those 13 Marine sacrifices. Shauna's going to be here on Sunday to give us that. What a great show. Then on Monday, on Labor Day, when we're celebrating, getting the last fling of summer going, we're going to have a special. We've been talking about the ESG movement, the Environmental Social Governance Movement, and its potential threat on liberty, on injecting a liberal philosophy into places where it isn't meant to be, the corporate marketplace. Well, we have an all-star guest of experts joining us, starting with Governor Stitt in Oklahoma, whose state took the lead. One of the first states to take action to ban it and punish those who might try to bring it into the confines of the state of Oklahoma. We're going to have that on Monday. A great all-around weekend of really newsy stuff. You can put us on, put the air in. You're going to get some news any day you tune in.
All right, folks, that wraps things up for the day. God bless you. God bless this incredible country. Have a great Labor Day weekend. I'm praying for you and your family that you have the blessing of friendship and fellowship and family and love and peace on this very important weekend. And to all the workers that make America what it is today, those who stock the grocery shelves, who fix the cars, who pump the gas, who drive those trucks, who build those buildings, who protect our nation as first responders and as police officers, all of you this weekend, you don't have to be in a union to celebrate Labor Day. You just have to be working hard for the good of America and hundreds of millions doing that here in America. I say to you on behalf of Just the News and on behalf of John Solomon Reports, thank you. Thank you for making America what it is by working hard. America was built with sweat, blood, and toil. And it's the great workers of America that carry on that legacy every day. And when I go to the grocery store, the gas station, the manufacturing plant, the police department, I see American heroes in each of those jobs. And I just want to thank you on this weekend for the work you do, for the care you give to your customers and to your products, to your services. You make America what it is. And I'm so grateful for that. All right. Happy Labor Day. Have a great weekend. We'll be back on Monday. It's Amanda Head, and I am thrilled to introduce to you my new exciting podcast, Furthermore, with Amanda Head, broadcasting weekly from sunny Los Angeles, California, and brought to you by the dynamic Just the News Podcast Network. On this fresh and engaging podcast, I delve into the latest news with a little bit of a twist, exploring the furthermore of every story. But this isn't your typical run-of-the-mill news commentary or politically charged program. I interview a diverse range of guests, including business leaders, entertainers, musicians, educators, expert politicians, and many influential figures from both the United States and around the world. So why not make your Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays a little more interesting? Tune in on your preferred podcast platform and discover furthermore with Amanda Head on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. And don't forget to hit that follow or subscribe button and be sure to download the latest episodes. I can't wait to have you join me on this exciting journey. At Just the News, we break the stories others in the media ignore or are too afraid to tell. We did it on Russia collusion, Hunter Biden, and the security and intelligence failures that preceded January 6th. Our stories have real impact and reach because we stick to the facts. I'm John Solomon. You can help me expand our honest, unvarnished, and unbiased reporting by becoming a premium member at Just the News. You'll get an ad-free experience and exclusive member-only access to events, and you'll be helping us dig up more truth. Join today at justthenews.com slash subscribe.